Woo! Mad Handle Podcast, Kevin E's coming at you. What's up? What's going on, big man? Hey, nothing much, dude. How are you? Doing all right, doing all right. It's been a crazy little week. You know, we got Turkey Day coming up. Turkey Day! Big time. Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> How many turkeys do you think have been killed for Thanksgiving? I heard, uh, I heard they're all out. I heard there's a, tor- a turkey sh- a shortage, that they're all out of turkeys. <laughs> People are going to have to be eating ham. <laughs> they're all out. Sorry, Chubby, with no more turkeys this year. But there is some uh, encouraging news I'd like to bring up, because, you know, as a New York kind of centric podcast, I'd like to... A little Knicks. Frank scored 17 points the other night. Frank scored 17 points. I think only one turnover. Career high, 17. What? Who the heck is this guy? What's up, young blood? There you go. I mean, finally, like, something. He's showing us something. But as I praise him, can I just say, like, can we all just come? Calm it down a little bit with the Frank Nilakina stuff. Yeah. Uh, he, he had like, what, three, four good games in a row, and everyone's like, oh, you know, this is Frank. This is the guy. He's a superstar. Or not just like – like the other day there was a play where, like, he got the rebound and he, he took it down court and, like, dribbled it and shot a layup and didn't pass it as soon as he crossed half court. And it was like – Ah, like Nick's Twitter was going insane. And it's like, um, you should be doing that all the time. Yeah. Like, we stop over glorifying like basic basketball things that he does. Oh, Frank hit a three. To get out, he should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah people, the like, oh, did you see uh, Frank made a jump shot? Oh, oh great. Like, uh, it, it's starting to annoy me. And it's like, oh, no. Like, I, I'm like, I feel like I was the Frank lover on the pod. And now I'm start. I'm distracted by like too much Frank love. It listen if he's if he turns into this guy that you know is not going to be much of a scorer. But if he's not turning the ball over and he's averaging like six or seven assists a game, like I'm fine with that because two weeks ago I'm I'm, re- I'm ready. This guy I'm ready for this guy to go back to France. Like <laughs> anything. That's a positive is good right now for me. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I guess my like my message here was can we when he does normal fundamental basketball things, can we just like cheer? And yeah, just just post like, clips on Nick's the Twitter, like he just threw it down on somebody or hit some game time game winning three or some shit. Like, no, he just kind of did what he's supposed to do. Yeah, a prerequisite of a top 10 pick in the NBA should be that you could take it from one side of the floor to the other without passing it to anyone. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It shouldn't be this over-glorified, you know, triumph for someone. <laughs> but I think, you know, we, we had this conversation about like what we we're going to do for this show. And I definitely think this episode has been a long overdue. We're dedicating this one 
to our boy, sometimes. He was our boy for a little bit. He wasn't. He is now. We don't know. Is he? Who knows? It's a love-hate. It's a love-hate. It's a love-hate relationship with Carmelo Anthony. Four, three. Four, three. Bang. <laughs> Dude, I love – that was the best call. So Four, good. Four, three. But – so we decided this episode is going to be dedicated to our boy, Carmelo Anthony. And listen, let's just start it off. Okay, Greg, grab your drink. I got a hold of mine. Let's pour one out. Melo's back, baby. Guess who's back? Back Mello's again. Back. He put it 25 last night or the other night. He's back. He's back. Good for him. Like, there was a time where I was just – I hated Melo. I hated just everything about him. And he just looked so bad towards the end of like, you know, the past few years where like he couldn't find a job. I was like, dude, just retire. Just it's done. But like, he's back. He's playing well, like good for him. Like I'm happy that his career, like at least he can retire on his own terms. Well, let's make sure he makes it past. You know, like February doesn't get cut. <laughs> I might have put the kibosh on him. Yeah, I don't know. Let's slow it up a little bit. It's been a couple of games. But he looks good. Well, no. He looks like normal Melo. He's doing exactly what you'd expect Melo to do. He's scoring points. Yeah, scoring points. He's fucking doing the three fingers to the headband. Oh, I love it. So good. But, like, it, all right. One thing that, you know, it's like the first – clip of him playing you know for the trailblazers it's him grabbing that rebound him just going get the fuck out of here you know like you know how he does that fuck out of here yeah fuck out of here that's my I fuck, gotta fuck out of here <laughs> yeah all right bud like relax <laughs> when when we needed you to grab a rebound or anything like that you were on the other side of the floor ready to spot up for three so yeah don't make me call roy hibbert yeah like you got him and, like, C.J. McCollum jumping for a rebound. Like, relax, dude. You got it. He's so funny. But, yeah, man, why don't we start it off with just, like, a little career tra- trajectory here with Mello. I like it. You know, I mean, he started off with that. I mean, might as well start off in college, right? I mean, that's where everyone heard of Mello when he, you know, won that championship with Syracuse and and that's where his name really you know I guess I should I guess we can't really say that right because like there was like the the first televised high school basketball game was the game of him and LeBron right yo that game's on on uh it's on YouTube like you guys St. Vincent's first Oak Hill it's crazy I remember I watched a couple years ago and like like, you're just like, damn, who is that guy on the other team? And then it's, it's mellow. It's fucking mellow. It's where, like, he first came on the scene, I would say. And then I think he started – he really – once he went to Syracuse, like, obviously he just fucking dominated. And, you know, they won that championship. And I really think that, like, he was the first player to really start that, like, one and done. Like, a big-name player that's like, all right, I'm going to college, I'm playing one year, and now I'm going to the NBA. It's true. I mean, because, like, at that time, all the studs could just go straight to the NBA. Like, there yeah. was a rule back then. 
So, like, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> with Syracuse, I mean, he they won the championship, right? He averaged, like, a double-double. Like, it really, you just, like, a man amongst boys there. Like, I, I'm not sure why he went to, like, the college route. Yeah. But – I mean, good for him. I mean, he, he got that championship, and, like, then he got drafted by the Nuggets. And, like, um, before we go pros, is that why he's going to be in the NBA Hall of Fame? I mean, I, I, you can't say that because, like, his career, I mean, he's put up some, like, pretty crazy numbers. It's you know, true. Averaging 24 points a game for his career, and that's after, like, three or four down seasons, right? It's true. So, I mean. And then he, I'm pretty sure he's like, has the most Olympic like titles in NBA history. Good for Olympic mellow. Exactly. No, that's, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that's like a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, another thing. Yeah, I guess, he, you know, he's got that Olympic, he's got the Olympic medals. He's got the, you know, the, the NCAA championship, but, you know, when it comes to the NBA, that's where things get rocky for him, right? Yeah, but not when he started out, man. When Melo came in the league, he was a G. That Those early, like, Nuggets years, him with the corn rolls, like, awesome. Yeah, man, that's corn roll Melo. That was the – I think that was the best Melo. The best. Like, where those... that? No, go ahead. I had those Jordans. Ooh, those were nice. I remember I had the Mellow Jordans. They were fucking awesome. They were like they had the Nuggets colors like in the in the Jordan logo. It was cool. Well, dude, that's when he was like high flying Mellow, like just getting to the rim whenever he wanted to, just dunking on people, shimmy shaking, like hitting his his shot. That was yep. like fun Mellow to watch. Yeah, but I mean, those teams really. I mean. They were like one in, you know, first round exits for like the first five years that he was there. But he was the first dude out of that big 03 class that actually like made it to the playoffs. He yeah. was there his first year. Yeah, I mean, you can really just, once they drafted him, that whole team kind of just turned around. They only won 17 games the year before, and then they made the playoffs his rookie year. So it's crazy. I mean, definitely like an integral part in that and then lebron comes takes off his coat he's wearing a mellow jersey everyone goes crazy yeah and awesome. they, then they get knocked out of the first round <laughs> you're focusing on all the wrong things kevin no oh, sorry sorry <laughs> but yeah i mean so he had this run with denver what was it about like like nine years nine years with, with denver that's, that's a long time i mean you don't really – I mean, looking back at his career, I'm more of like, okay, like he was a Nick, right? Because he spent a lot of time here. We're obviously New York Nick fans. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he spent nine years with Denver. Oh, no, wait. It was nine? Yeah. So, 2003, and he was traded to the Knicks in – I thought like – 2010. Okay. Wait, seven, right? Eight, eight. Oh, I guess parts of eight. Jeez, my math was wrong there, huh? Well, way to go, Kev. Not a math guy. Never claimed to be. <laughs> um, ooh, but that's an interesting – it's funny because I think he has, like, 
the perception of being the Nick just because he was the only guy who wanted to be a Nick. And do we just want to jump into the Nick's mellow stuff? Because we're already headed down that road. Yeah, yeah, I think it's there. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him so much credit for being that guy, right? Like kind of, you know, wanting to come to the Knicks. Like, you know, he forced – he kind of forced his way here. But we could get into that a little bit later. But yeah. he wanted to come here. He wanted the ch- like a challenge that not I don't think any player after him, re- like any superstar player, has taken. No, I mean that's clear. I mean, look at our record. Exactly. <laughs> no, one's, no one's taken that challenge. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean it, it was. Uh... You have to give him that. Out of all things, you have to give him that. I don't give him credit for the re-signing because I just I think he's shown like throughout his career that he's been all about money. Yeah. So yeah, he could have went to Chicago and that would have been different. But that whole team broke down the next year anyway. But still, he got the extra guaranteed money from New York. He knew we were gonna suck. He knew we were getting a high pick. Like he sat out that like the rest of that year. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. It was—it's all calculated, right? Like he knew he was coming here. He was coming here to build on his brand, you know, do with it. Kind of what LeBron's doing now with the Lakers. Like, yeah, he's playing great basketball, but he also went there so he could build his brand and like start shooting movies and all this crap, you know. But let's let's cut away all the bullshit because it's tough. Like we can look back on it now and we know the outcome. We signed Amari. Yeah. We come out that year. It was we had that young team, Amari. Raymond Felton was twenty and ten for like six months out of the fucking blue. Yeah. All star, like should have been an all star that year. Raymundo Felton. <laughs> I'll never think of him and not think of his wife. That's incredible. The, the- who, who marries somebody whose name is that close? Unbelievable! Like really, you're getting Ray, Ray, Raymond and Raymunda Felton, the Feltons. Incredible! I feel like I wouldn't talk to a girl just because her name was that close. So you wouldn't talk to a girl if her name was Erica? No. Bye. Yeah. See ya. I can't. It's weird. Oh, oh, oh Eric and Erica. What are you guys twins? But um, yeah. Uh, well, but one quick yeah, thing about. What was that? Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. A quick thing about Ray- Raymond Felton. Uh, do you remember going to that Knicks game and uh, just chanting at him, Tubby? <laughs> we were that just screaming great. at him. We were like, come on, Tubby. Dude, people were into it. They thought people it loved it. People were cracking up. Yeah. But, all right. Let's but get back on track here. That Knicks team, dude. Like, it was D'Antoni. We had, like, a bunch of good pieces. Wilson Chandler, uh, Gallinari. You remember when Landry Fields was good? Oh, man. What a team. What a ridiculous group. The second coming of Michael Jordan, Landry Fields. (laughs) Mr. Putback Slam. He's coming out of nowhere. He's just dunking rebounds. And I was like, well, who the fuck is this guy? 
But then Amari, he had that stretch of 40-point games. Like, he was killing it. Yeah. Killing it. Team was set. Um, and then we pulled the trade, like, right after the trade. Right, I mean, right after All-Star break. And we got the whole fucking roster. Even Mozgov. I was so pissed that Timothy Mozgov was thrown in that deal. I know. I know. Like, uh, Mozgov so Square Garden. People. Like, gone. He's gone. The whole namesake of MSG. Uh, that was the coolest. But, uh, well, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I just want to get into a little bit. Like, you know, we trade for him. You know, the promo video comes out, the I'm coming home. Like, that video. Oh, yeah. So fucking hyped. Like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm like, Carmelo, let's fucking go. I'm, like, ready to buy his jersey. We got the super. We finally got the superstar. Like, here we go. Melo and Amare. Yeah. And the shit just fucking implodes. Well, uh, I mean, not really. How did it implode? Well, I mean, I Amare guess towards the end of it. Pirates think you're like a fucking idiot. What was that? That was when Amari punched the fuck fire extinguisher, right? Yeah. Like, yeah okay. Wait, no, no, no. Wasn't it the first year he pulled his back, like doing like a 360 windmill in warmups? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then the next year was the year where he punched the the fire extinguisher. Do you, do you think that him and Amari, like Melo and Amari, are like friends? They can't be. I would I be don't. so angry at Amari if I was Melo. Yeah, I can't see them being friends at all. Like I, I, they didn't. They didn't look like happy to play with each other on the court. I can't see that that like translating into like a friendship off the court. What facilitated that? Like, I wonder. Like, was that just purely like, all right, like they heard someone's agent told whatever the fuck he wants to come to New York and New York was like, holy shit, a star. And they went at him. Or do you think Amari was like, dude, come play with me here. I, I don't know. I, I think it's more of the first, I think they just like, you know, they, the Knicks were just hyped to get another superstar. They're like, Let's just make this trade. Like who the fuck cares what Amari thinks, but like Amari also, it's just like, you're not going to do this alone. But the fact that we just got rid of like the whole team, it didn't help anything. But I mean, we brought in Mello, we brought in you know Chauncey Billups, who was like that veteran guy. He's been there, done that. You know, so it it was a a pretty good trade to like bring in a proven winner like that to along with Mello. I think what killed it was having Tyson Chandler and not, and I don't mean killed it. Like it just was tough for like, it ended up working out perfectly because Amari couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. So we had the perfect like five, four mellow to play the four. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if all three of them were, ha- were healthy, it would have never made sense anyway. Yeah. It was just a log jam down there. Cause mellow was, he was more in there like posting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What's Amari going to do if that happens? You know, I remember like Amari was like starting to shoot threes, and I was like, oh, Lord, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Get your ass by the hoop. I mean, it's tough. But yeah, once Melo came, Amari, like, everything went down for him across the board, like, points, rebounds, the whole everything. I mean, the story of Melo's career, right? Like, just 
he's a guy that needs to be the number one like scoring option, right? He needs to be that. If he's the second, he he can't be the second scoring option because like he just touches the ball and shoots the ball too much to have anyone else, you know, like out touch him or out shoot him. I'm sorry, man. I'm dying on Mellow Mountain. Uh, I'm I'm staying here. I'm. Why can't he be on a good team? He's tried it. I mean, why can't he just look at with all those Knicks years, right? I mean, like, I would I can't. I'm not saying he can't be on a good team because he's been on pretty much good teams his whole career, right? I mean, you got Denver. They've had a good stretch. A couple of the Knicks teams were good. You know, OKC was good. But they were good because of him. I mean, not OKC, but those teams were good because of him. What, like, I feel like I can only name two good teams that he was on, and all the players were, like, washed at that point. Or on, like, I could think of the 09 Nuggets that made it to the Western Conference Finals versus Kobe. Yeah, that was him. That was what? Kenyon Martin, J.R. Smith. Billups. Billups. Uh, and like Chris those Andrews. players weren't washed. I I don't think you know Kenyon Martin was still young in his career. Okay, now fast forward five years. The best Knicks team he's on is all those same fucking players. <laughs> That's true. And then Jason Kidd, like forty year old Jason Kidd, running around shooting threes. And then we're surprised that they can't like hold up in the playoffs. It's like, dude, because they're all fucking dead. But yeah, they got fucking one foot in the ground. I get it. So I, think, oh, I don't know. That's just it could be my fandom, but it, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't think he's ever really been on a good team, but I also think that's kind of going to what you're saying. Like he can he be on a good team, or does his style of play dictate like he's got to be the dude, and he's not good enough to be the dude, so it's going to be that issue. Yeah. So like those Nugget teams, like yeah, he was that dude. But he was also young and like athletic and just hitting shots. I, I guess it's different from like what you're seeing now with like what you saw with Houston and what you saw with OKC and at the end of his Knicks career where like he didn't have that same jump. You know what I mean? His, his shots weren't falling as much and like, but he still demanded the ball as if he was still that, you know, 08, 09 Denver Nuggets mellow. And I think that's what really killed him towards the end of his career was like that, you know, he's, he still thinks that he's got this game as a, this young mellow game, but he doesn't, he doesn't anymore. And he shouldn't be the guy that's getting all these touches and all these shots. But then that's the story of his career, right? Like the dude was kind of a chucker. He, I think he probably averaged like close to 20 shots a game. That's been his his M.O. every stop in his career. Like, late in games, who's getting the ball? You know already it's, it's Mello. And I know every team needs that closer, but is Mello that closer? Like, I, I don't know. But for that one year, man, when he won the scoring title, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. I can't – yeah. He's playing good. That year was great. And I want to know the backstory of the three, like the three hits to your head after you hit a three. Well, th- did J.R. Smith start that? 
I am. I want to say Rasheed Wallace. Ooh, okay, okay. Because remember, dude, Wallace was on that team, and then he got hurt towards the end. We had fucking Kurt Thomas on that team. <laughs> dude, that team was ridiculous. If you look at that roster in 2013, like we made it to the finals in '99 with Kurt Thomas. He's back like 15 years later. Ridiculous. <laughs> Still hitting that mid-range jumper like you've yeah. never seen it before. Yeah, you got to give him credit, but like absurd that, little- that we rolled that team out. Dude, the best is when you used to hit that shot, like, big time, and then just, like, skip down the court. It's like, oh, nice. He had that backpedal. Like, he, yeah. like, he would land in the backpedal and just go, yeah, it was awesome. I got Kurt Thomas. I got, that's a good throwback jersey for, as a Knicks fan. Honestly, yeah. Like, if you see someone walk around MSG in a Kurt Thomas jersey, now it's got to be the – like that 2000 Knicks jersey, like with the black. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That logo, yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to this Carmelo character. Um, so, yeah. So, I think his whole career with the Knicks was kind of like, the, you know, it started great. Like, yes, we, we finally got him. You know, if you see the cops, Warner Brother Melo was in the house. Like, <laughs> Yep. You want to give him the backstory on that? I just love it. Ah, uh, no, we should keep that. Melo's got to keep his street cred. It, it's been tough for Melo out of here, man. That's Mello's true. taking a lot of heat. I feel bad for Melo. Do you realize, like, I can't believe that I've come full circle like this. I think I have, too. Like, I'm really glad that he's back in the NBA. But, I mean, towards the end of his Nick career – I can't. I don't know any Nick fan that was like, "Yeah, let's keep him around." Like, no, I everyone wanted him, him fuck out of here. I would have drove him to the airport. Yeah, seriously. Get lost. Yeah, drive him to the border. Go play in Canada somewhere. Like, I don't know. Go to Mexico. Like, get the hell out of the New York and get the hell out of the United States. But I think I still. Th- I mean, this is our uh, our like. I want to say annual, but that's not the word. Or whatever, like, this is my time to trash KP, but fuck KP. But I'm also kind of think Melo's diva bullshit rubbed off on KP when he skipped that exit interview because they were pit, they were like mean to Melo and he didn't like the franchise bullshit. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. You, you know that some of that rubbed off on KP, which is fine. That's what I'm saying. Again, fuck KP, you snake bitch. But still, like, you never know. Um, it was a rough ride with Mello. It was fun for a little bit, and then it was a rough ride. Yeah. So and then he re-signed. Dude, you re-signed. Why did yeah. the fuck did you re-sign? Because <laughs> you wanted money. Uh, idiot. And Phil gives it to him and then treasures him, like, the next day. Yeah, it's like a typical New York Knicks. So let's give this guy another fucking huge contract. So, then, all right. So, what were you saying? Sorry. No, yeah, I was just gonna, just gonna say that you know, just a, a rocky up and down, you know, career with the Knicks towards the end. You know, you could have paid any Knicks fan. They, you didn't even have to pay a Knicks fan. They would have picked Melo up wherever the hell he was at and drove him to whatever team he wanted to go to. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, from there, I think that last Knicks year in uh, 2016, 2017 was 
probably where if he would have like just been like, you know what, I'm done, I'm retiring, that would have been, I feel like, just a pretty good end for him, right? Like, it's okay, like, he sees that, he sees what's going on here. He's probably, you know, no longer this, you know, huge superstar, like, number one guy. He should just, you know, just ride it out. You're not going to win a championship. But then he goes to OKC. But to play devil's advocate, he had a guaranteed $28 million coming to him for that fifth year in that deal. He opted into the deal after the trade. So OKC had to pay him that 28 mil. Like, God be nice. Fuck yeah, I'm playing basketball for 28. I don't give a shit if I'm washed. I don't care if my feet are cement. Like, you're paying me $28 million guaranteed. I'm showing up. <laughs> That's true, actually. I'm not going to retire. I'll ride the bench. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, he, so yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess $28 million hanging there, I think I would say yes to. Yeah, I got to get that money. But the fact it didn't, like, he got exploited. I can't believe that. I still can't believe that team lost first to Jazz in the first round. A rookie in Donovan Mitchell, like, yeah, killed them. I mean, Melo was never this great defender, you know. He, if, if Melo ever did want to turn it on defensively, it, he would just do that bullshit where, like, he would just foul the guy. Like, he'd be yeah. just too aggressive and then, like, oh, foul. Yeah. Whenever he tried to play defense. And then, like, if he wasn't trying, people would just go blow right past him and he barely ever played help defense. So he was never – I don't think – even though the numbers may look like, oh, he could rebound, he could pass, I think those are just, like, cumulative stats that he just, you know, through the course of a game, through the course of touching the ball as much as he did, those numbers just accumulated. Yeah, I think no matter what his whole career comes down to, he was a scorer. Like, that's it. Like, he was a scorer. Like, he wasn't really anything else besides a scorer. It's true. And that's – you go to OKC, like, Russ is there, Paul George, right? Like, those guys are younger. They're going to want the ball more. They're better than you at this point in your career, like – yeah, you're not going to be that guy anymore. You don't do anything else, you know? It's true. And I think that's why his career has taken this, like, thing to where, like, nobody wants to sign you and, you know, you played those 10 games with Houston and they kind of let you go. It's because you don't do anything else. It, yeah, it's tough. He, uh, especially as a wing and, like, he came into the league as a three, and then his best position was actually a four. And now he can't really keep up with the fours because everyone's playing up like up position. So, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, so, I mean, like, you have teams that are like, okay, like, thinking about signing him, but, like, where are you going to put him on your team? Like, yeah. a bench guy, who, which he probably doesn't want to be. But at this point, like, that's pretty much all you got, dude. Which I hope he embraces the Blazers' role because they have nobody on their front court. Pal Gasol just like half retired, not really. Yeah. Nurkic's leg is busted. Zach Collins is, is out. That Dude, they were starting Mario Herzonia at the power forward. 
They were starting Mario there? Wow. Starting Super Mario. I mean, we were starting in that, like a shooting guard. Yeah, but like, we're trash. They made the Western Conference Finals last year. That's true. Like the Western, I mean, they got smoked, but you made the Western Conference Finals a year later. You're starting Mario Herzogna. Yeah, I mean, and they really, they haven't gotten off to the best start this year. Who knows? I mean, you have Melo now. Maybe he turns it around for them, but I I was kind of hoping that he'd, like, embrace this, like, maybe, like, a leadership role. You know, like, he's at the end of his career. He, you know, he's been humbled, which who knows if that's even happened yet, but kind of hoping that he'd be like this old man river like uh like he finally wins one as like you know just the leader of the team you know not really the best player though so i like how you just said that and i like how you set that up because i feel like that that's a common that's a common like theme throughout his career is that everyone has always like wished he would be this one thing or embraced being this guy or done this for the one team. His career has the best what ifs. Yeah. If he just did that, he would have been this, but then if that thing and then them and then like, you know, and it's just, you, it actually kind of makes sense. And I have a couple that I wrote down that I want to run through with you. Sure. Break down like Bill Simmons style. Um, what if Mello was taken number two instead of Darko? That's a big one, man. Dude, That's still like he won the title that year. I know. I, I really do think that his whole. I mean, obviously, his whole career would change because he'd probably have a title. You know, he'd probably go from winning the NCA title to the NBA title in two years. It's crazy. But, like, first off, terrible draft pick by the Pistons to go with Darko. Un-fucking-believable. I mean, they're so, they are so lucky that they won that championship because, like, that's a pick that you make and you, you pass up a guy like Melo where, like, you don't come back from that, you know? Passed up Wade, passed up Bosh. Dude, like – the 03 draft is legendary. You picked the only bust and yeah. then won the title. Yeah. I mean, they are so fucking lucky. It's absurd. Now, looking at that team, in my, in like in my eyes, I think, you know, if they drafted Mello, they probably would have won just because like you you have leaders on that team. You have guys like Rip Hamilton and Chauncey and Rashid Wallace and Ben Wallace like those guys, and they're all great defensively. They'll all cover up for, like, whatever Melo's lacking in those departments. But, like, they're pretty much all guys that will probably look at Melo and, like, first of all, they'll talk shit to him. And second of all, they'll put him in his place, too. Yes. So, I mean, you look at what happened once Chauncey was traded to the Nuggets. They went to the Western Conference Finals. He yeah. had – someone that could actually orchestrate and run an offense, not AI, not Iverson score first kind of thing. But I also, on the other hand, let's take a step back because that means that Mello would have taken minutes from Tayshaun Prince, which... That's true. Tayshaun Prince was a G. Tayshaun Prince was a G. 
Dude, they traded for Rasheed Wallace mid-year that season, and he came in, and like then they won the t- title. He was like a late-season pickup. Ooh, do they I make, forgot do about they that. that trade. Do they even pick up Wallace if they have Melo? I guess not, right? Like, Dude, this, this shit runs deep, man. Yo, so he, Rasheed Wallace probably got a trade from the tra- Trailblazers, right? I think so. Dude, that's one team. Like, I remember watching those games and the NBA on NBC. <laughs> All that shit. And I remember just, I loved watching the Portland Trailblazers play. Like, Damon Stoudemire, Steve Smith, Rasheed. Uh, who else was Scotty. that? Scotty Pippen, like all those guys. Isaiah Ryder. Like, I'm like, dude, these guys, like, I want these guys to win so bad. Like, they, Clyde Drexler. Like, come on. Like, how did they never, like, take that next step? Because of Kobe and Shaq. That's right. Kobe, that, that's true, actually. But, yeah, go, getting back to Melo in here. So, you're saying. So, very interesting. All I'm saying is that draft plays out a little differently. Does Detroit win the title that year? If they do, is Melo, like, what happens with Melo? What type of player is he? It's just very interesting. Very, very it, interesting. It is a lot to think about. The what ifs, right? I mean, I mean another one for you. I mean, would would be like, what if Melo, you know, doesn't sign that extension and like he could be a potentially a part of that big three in Miami? That was like, remember that came out after the fact. Like, I mean, it was Wade, LeBron. They're all friends. It's two thousand three, whatever. Banana boat. Yep, and Melo signed like that. He he took the money that extended year. So he wasn't a free agent when everyone else was. He was a year after. Do you Which think he like, regrets that? He has to, man. Are you, are you kidding me? You have to. Yeah. You have a chance to play with your boys on the same team. In your prime. And yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I definitely – and again, like, you know what this plays into? It plays into something that has happened with him his whole career. He's got such a fucking big ego. Always. He's not like, nah, I could do it myself. I'll take the extra money. Yep. And look what happened, dude. But now let's stay with that theme. Do they win? So LeBron and Wade have the same roles. Yeah. Now Melo has to take the Bosch role. The Bosch sure. went from 20 and whatever and 10, the 20 and 12, whatever he was, to now like 16 and 8, playing defense and like doing the little things. That's not mellow. That's not mellow at all. I mean, you're right. That's, I mean, you fuck so, up the heatles. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude. I, so, I'm thinking about it. The, like, all right, he joins that team and he joins LeBron and Wade. I think they do. They, I think they obviously still win. They're going to win one. Mm-hmm. And that's just because LeBron and Wade. I, I, I I don't know much about like Wade's like leadership, but fucking LeBron, like you know he that dude's a leader. You know what I mean? Like I think he can make. I, I don't think he would. Melo would play the same type of basketball as Chris Bosh, but I do think that he would get Melo to play to like that championship level. All right, so, All right, let's, so break let's break it down. Eleven, that first first year. First year. 
Darky Dirk yeah. came in, laid a smack it down on them. On them. Yep. Then they beat OKC. True. And they beat the Spurs. Spurs. And I lost to the Spurs and it was over, right? So I, who do they beat? Who do they beat? With with elements that are I guess the I can see the OKC thing, just because like first year playing and everyone's gonna get like used to playing with each other and stuff. I'm sure the same. Dude, shit that would be such a like, cool matchup, right? Yeah. Like you got fucking Harden, Durant, and uh, Westbrook against fucking the Heatles with Mello. Unreal. That'd be fun. Too bad. Too bad Mello has a huge ego and he's selfish and. But like, oh, can you imagine if that happened? The what? What was that call when LeBron made the? the it's called the decision, right? Yeah. It would probably be him and Mello, like in the same room and shit. Yeah. How typical. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna take my talents to South Beach. <laughs> oh man. All right. Sticking to the what ifs. Yeah. You know, like, what if Mello? didn't force that trade to the Knicks at the deadline and just kind of like, hey, waited to the offseason and could have joined a team that, that that's just ready for that other superstar. So I don't know if our listeners heard that, but um, we're going to do that one more time for our Knicks fan collective that we have that's going out here. Just one deep sigh. Can you imagine if Melo came with Danilo and Chandler and didn't, like, the whole team wasn't gutted and we had pieces? Let's all just have a <laughs> side together here. Are you ready, guys? Ready? One, two, three. <sighs> <sighs> Dude, why couldn't that just fucking happen? Why couldn't – why did Dolan have to step in and force a fucking trade and, and gut the whole fucking team? It's why Donnie Walsh left. It's why we haven't had a GM since. It, it's been like a – Avalanche of bullshit maneuver after fucking maneuver. It was really the start, right? Really the start of this whole, like, bullshit. I mean, maybe not the start, but this is really where I, like, started, like, hating Dolan. Is like, thinking back on this, like, you traded away the rooster. Fucking Danilo Gallinari. Danilo. Wilson yeah, Wilson Chandler, Mozgov, who else was in that deal? Felton. Yeah. But, like, Chandler, Danilo, and Mozgov were, like, all younger than, like, 23, 24. Like, these guys haven't even hit their primes yet. And they're homegrown dudes. And, like, yeah, all right. Are we probably over-evaluating these guys because we drafted them? Like, yeah, no, no shit. But, like, could they be guys on teams that could just score 10 15 points a night, like, they could definitely be role players on the team. Hell yeah, like, exactly. I mean, and look what Mazgov did. He was a role player on a championship team. Yeah, he's got a ring. Gallinari's still in the league. Chandler's still in the league. They're they're both still in the league. And, I mean, if you would have added Melo to that team, I mean, the possibility, like, that's – a team that would be, you know, Eastern Conference worthy, Eastern Conference Finals worthy. I think every year that you could, you know, keep them together. 
it just it would have been a much better matchup than going against LeBron, Wade, and Bosch in their primes. Yeah. With no one else on the freaking roster. With Jared Jeffries. Uh, Mr. Indiana basketball. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. I think you know we have nightmares about that trade. And <laughs> at first, like when it first happened, I think we were all kind of like, okay, like we got the superstar. But like looking back on it, like we gave up. We gave up a shit ton for Carmelo and the first round pick. And the first round pick. I don't remember who – or was it two first-round picks? Wasn't it that year's first-round pick and then 16? Probably. Because then we traded fucking 18 for Bargnani. Idiots. Idiots. <sighs> Idiots. <sighs> All right, next final what-if. And listeners, if you have any more what-ifs, we're open to them because I think Melo's got a great career for what-ifs. What if Melo actually played like his personas? What if he actually was Olympic Melo? What if he actually was Hoodie Melo? What if these fucking personalities he makes up in workout videos are actually, were actually him playing basketball instead of him in an open gym? I mean, basketball. Olympic Melo is kind of what is everything that you would want Melo to be in a player, but it just doesn't translate to the NBA. Like he was the unselfish, like no ego, you know, knockdown shooter that just did everything. The sickest part about that is it does translate to the NBA. He just doesn't translate it to the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Like like you could totally play like that. be that on a on a team. Like you could be the trailer in a fast break and chuck eight threes a game. And I think that's the the most frustrating part of his career, right? Because like you, he can play like that. He just doesn't in the NBA. And, and you thought, like, finally, all right, that oh, like that OKCC team was going to be his opportunity too. And he did do, like, better than I think he got, like, credit for. It's just that he got smoked in that playoff matchup. But, like, come on, man. <sighs> and Hoodie Mello was just – Hoodie Mello, I mean, he was just knocking down every shot. If he could play like that in the NBA, he'd be a 100% shooter. Do you think that Mello gets, like, a kickback – on any of that hoodie shit. Because, dude, every team now has hoodies as part of their, like, pregame warm-up. He might. I don't know, actually. I mean, like, that warm-up jacket, like, I wanted. Like, that was that was a sick warm-up jacket. And that, I, that wasn't around before him. Not, not that I know of. So, I, I don't know, man. You got to give it to him. The guys had, like, like, 12 pairs of Jordans or something absurd like that. Like, the guys, like... Been a part of some cool shit. All right. So I'm going to ask you this question and, and we'll, you know, we'll leave it at this. Is Carmelo Anthony a Hall of Famer? No doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt is he a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I 
feel a little weird being so like yes with it because I think that like I mean it's it's tough because this stuff happens right now and it's like fresh in our minds but like when we're old fucks if someone asks me like best players from this generation I don't think I'm going to think of Carmelo you're not going to think of Carmelo you're saying I don't think I am at all yeah like yeah if you know, when I'm an old man and my grandkids are asking me, like, hey, like, you know, who are the players that, like, you loved watching, like, growing up and stuff? I'd be like, well, obviously it was Jordan, right? But that was, like, you know, we caught him, like, towards, like, the end or middle end, right? Yeah, we were, like, yeah, we, we were post-baseball. Yeah, exactly. So, I think I'd, I'd say Kobe, obviously. Kobe, LeBron, Shaq. Kobe, yeah, Kobe, LeBron, Shaq. Dirky Dirk. Oh, God. Uh, Dirky right. Dirk and the Funky Bunch. I'll forget you said that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Melo, like, I don't think he comes up within, like, the top, like, ten names of, that you would probably shoot out there. It's tough. And, like, but – Kind of, we like, I think we touched on the important Hall of Fame like creds before. Is the uh, is it the title in um, college? A title in college, and he has like some ridiculous number of Olympic me- uh, medals. So, like, he was on the 04, the 08, and the 12. Yeah, wow, and then he was on like the in between shit, too. Yeah. He's got like, like a tournament ton of gold medals, yeah. I can't, well, I mean, if you're asking me if I think he's a Hall of Famer, I, I just say yes, just based on his numbers. I mean, the dude's averaging 24 points a game for his career. Like, uh, that, that's pretty amazing in itself for as many years as he's played. Won the scoring title. I'm sure he had a bunch of teams over 50 wins, right? Yeah. I guess there you have it. I guess he's a Hall of Famer. I guess just jot it in there now. Oof. Freaking mellow. And how funny is that, that we could go, we could have this whole episode praising him, talking to him, and you ask me to see a Hall of Famer, we're like, yeah. And we're just like, oh, fucking mellow. <laughs> like, you have to end it with, like, a fucking mellow. <laughs> it's, it's the love-hate. It, it's the definition of a long day. <laughs> they call it mellow yellow. <laughs> All right, bud. On that note, we out. We out of here. Enjoy the rest of the week, everybody. Check us out. Sponsored by SNGLV. Turkey tomorrow. Turkey tomorrow.